Welcome everybody to episode 15 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. It's a belated episode, but I'm glad I'm finally get, getting to do it. It's a Mother's Day episode and I'm doing it with my mother-in-law, Gladys Stefan. Welcome. Glad to be here. Yes, and so first things first, we gotta take a tequila shot. Yeah. So Gladys. All right, and that's actually a new one. I really like it. It's a, it's a gold tequila. And uh, yeah, I might start incorporating that. <laughs> okay, so you your first language was Spanish, right? That's correct. Yeah, so tell me, I mean, like, how did you go about learning English? Like, I mean, because being bilingual has become actually a huge asset for you and what you do. Yes, it does. It has been. Yeah, so Most certainly. Tell me. Well, because I'm the youngest of five girls, so I was the baby, and the older ones, of course, went to school, learned the English mm -hmm. language. So they prepared me when they when I didn't they, even think about that. Yes. They would converse with them in English. Yes, okay. they they prepared me when I began school that I knew some English. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I didn't go to school like they not knowing any English. Right. I knew English and Spanish. So of course my vocabulary grew as I, you know, attended school. So right and interacted because yes. your parents don't really speak English. No, my mom very little, and my dad a little bit more than my mo my mom. Because my dad did go to first grade. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom didn't have any, any schooling at all. She would dream about it, but she never got to go to school. That is so interesting. And mm -hmm. so where did you go to elementary school? Oh, and uh, Bishop. Okay. Bishop uh, Elementary. I actually remember my first, my kindergarten teachers. I know their names. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's where I attended. And so there, was it encouraged to be bilingual or were you, it, it was English only or how did that go? It really wasn't a an issue, you know. The the actually, I believe both teachers were Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Both of my kindergarten teachers had two, and one of them was, was my neighbor. So it really wasn't uh, encouraged, discouraged. You just you just spoke. Okay. You know. Right. And so with the kids in your class, was it the same kind of thing? I really don't remember. Okay. Um, because I really wasn't a speaker. I didn't talk. I was one of the quieter mm -hmm. kids. And so I really didn't. That's I did. changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a big mouth now. <laughs> and I'm not shy at all. Yeah. Um, I did interact, but it wasn't. Um, I was just a low-key you know, right, kid right. of the class. I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, just learning a, a, a different language. I mean, because you had to, essentially. I mean, you were in America. You, mm -hmm. you, had, yes. you had to learn. I mean, born and raised, of course, but, you know, with a... Uh, parents who didn't really speak it and so as a business owner how has this oh, helped you out it's been a great asset because um well we have a lot of mexican restaurants being we're here in south texas mm -hmm. and a lot of them are foreigners right they're from mexico and so that was one of the advantages when they would call to set up a class was do you speak spanish yeah <laughs> <laughs> seguro que si and so we would conduct our business, and I would go, I still do, go to their restaurants, or they would come to my location when I had my office, and and I did the class. I read everything in English, because there were some people that did know mm -hmm. English and did read it, and there were some that didn't. And so I once I would read it off the PowerPoint presentation, then I would just translate it in Spanish. So you were literally teaching the class twice, essentially. You pretty, know what I mean? Pretty much. Like it, in it, parallel. It... it, it it almost, but it didn't take me twice as long because 
I would always say at the beginning of the class, if, uh, if you understand both English and Spanish, this will be really smooth because I'm going to read it to you in English and I'm going to tr translate all that or speak of it in Spanish. Right. And so most of the people did not have a problem. And even if they were Anglo, if they worked at a Mexican restaurant, they already knew exactly. some of the words. So they did not have a problem. I right. never run into anybody that, or a situation that they had an issue. Cause yeah, I mean, I don't see why. I mean, like I said, this is a, it's such a great thing to be able to offer, especially with where we're located. Right. So, okay, your, your business is advanced educational programs. Mm -hmm. And what classes do you teach? Okay, well, I teach defensive driving, the alcohol awareness, uh, TBC training, and uh, I have a victim impact class that I also uh, teach. And I do offer DWIs, but I don't teach that one. My husband does, mm -hmm. uh, Ray. But I, I teach all of the, the others. And so how do you like, because to me, you're just, help, not only are you a local business, but you're a local business helping the community by giving them, you know, giving them the training or the education that they need in order to, you know, learn from their mistakes or, or uh, get a job or whatever. That is one of the, um, what should I say, the advantages or the, what brought great joy to me was that I was not only teaching but I was also helping because I was able to uh, sometimes share my own personal testimony of how I was raised being that you know my father's a recovered alcoholic so with these minors and the victim impact class I was able to share that with them and it made a great impact because they knew that I was speaking uh of like experience, experience and not just something I learned from mm -hmm, a book mm -hmm. so that made a great connection with them and when I would teach they would actually get involved because they enjoyed that I was really teaching you know because I cared and then I really wanted to help and, and I guess the greatest thing was going down to HEB Walmart and running into one of the students yeah oh I love her you know remember me I, I took your class and boy there was a great impact I really made a change in my life that was the wow. greatest reward to me, you know, yeah. versus the money, because it really isn't a money-making thing, mm -hmm. uh, but the greatest reward was that, oh, wow. I mean, I'm sure a bunch of other people had a lot to do with with them improving their lives and, and making better choices, but if I had just a little bit, you know, of, of input, that made me feel so good. Well, especially coming from young people, because we know how young people can mm, be. So for yes. them to take a moment to thank you for that kind yes. of thing. So, okay, what's a victim impact class, and okay. why would I would someone need to take it? Okay, a victim impact uh, class is where an individual individual that's been affected either by a drunk driver or an alcoholic in some way or form in a negative aspect. Okay. And uh, I get to tell this person who's attending the class who has committed a crime of uh, driving while intoxicated or the city of Corpus Christi, the municipal court, they mandate even the minors in possession to take that class mm -hmm. if they're 18 years and above. So uh, I share with them what I went through as a child with having a father that was an alcoholic, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that 
a lot of people can relate to my stories because either they went through that with somebody in their family and, and a lot of people that took the class are, are not alcoholics mm -hmm. and and there were some that are and they freely would say I had multiple students that would tell me I know I'm an alcoholic and some would say I am not. It was just this one time right, right. thing. Yeah, you bad know. timing or whatever. Yes, and so yeah, and that and that when they hear me share my personal experience and how it could affect their loved ones if they continue mm -hmm. drunk driving or, or consuming too much alcohol, you know how it's going to affect their family and their future. So you know that kind of. Yeah, that's huge uh, mm -hmm. and really cool that you know, like I said, you get to pass that on and and. It's weird, and, and uh, I never want people to think that I'm glorifying negative things, but it's almost like part of your experience as a child, dealing with that, prepped you for this kind of work. Exactly. You know, first of all, since I was little, I pretend I was a teacher. Really? <laughs> oh, because you knew. Ever since I was real little and my sisters would get upset with me because I would mess up the basement when we lived up north and we had a basement and, and they would go clean it and then I would go over there and pretend I was a teacher so I had paper and scissors and crayons, markers and, and all over the place and then I would go upstairs and, you know, and lift, leave the mess there. <laughs> so, um, yes, that definitely, you know, I grew up wanting to be, well, I don't know if I ever dreamt about being a teacher, but I knew... I like to teach, you know, and of right. course I didn't, I didn't even graduate, you know, I got my GED. Hey, that's still... And never went to college, and I really, there was some times that I thought maybe I should go to college, but it wasn't something, raising my children was the top of my... Absolutely. My list, and I always wanted to be there for them, and even still, they're all adults, but I still want to be there uh, for them, and I probably have the opportunity to go to college, but, you know, I ran my business for 18 years. You know, yeah, I'm I mean, still running yeah, it. You're still running it. You know, so. and I had people who, with degrees taking my class asking me the droppy who just got a GED <laughs> questions. You know, right. and that's uh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah. they had to be attending the class, submissive in my classroom. You know, if they wanted that certificate, it's like I don't care. You sit there and you listen. Right, exactly. You. I don't. I don't sell certificates. I teach you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you earn it. <laughs> that's there. You go. Yeah, I, I just think that that's a cool little comparison, like you said, because, you know, everybody has their role and has something to mm -hmm, give, and mm -hmm. that's definitely your thing. Uh, and so back to your priority, which was your kids. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that, because this is technically my Mother's Day special. It's mm -hmm. like a couple of weeks past. Mm -hmm. But, like, you being a mom just seems to be the, I mean, that's like the highlight of your life. And now grandma, of course. Mm -hmm. yes. But, I mean, just <laughs> tell me, like, first experience being a mother, like, what have you learned and... You know. Well, first experiences being as a mom, well, of course, it was Dale, mm -hmm. your husband, and um, I I was nervous about being a mom, but I had a lot of support my mom. I did next to my mom, mm -hmm. my sister, the nurse, you know, and then... Right, you come from a family of some pretty, like, strong-willed women. Yes, we're all very strong-willed, <laughs> and we're all right! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're all right, but yeah... Um, I remember, I think I had this conversation with you, uh, asking Esperanza, that's the second to the oldest sister, and I was pregnant and I asked her, or maybe it was right after Dale was born, I go, is it always like this, that your mind is constantly on your child and you have like, you know, you don't take a 
breather, you know, or relax because your mind is always. And she said, yes. She says, mine are already 18, and I still think you know, about them. And so I go, wow. And, you know, you just learn to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And it does. it's not a burden. It's just part of your life, life now, now yeah. you know. I, I will, can definitely relate. I will bend over backwards for my kids. I don't care. There's really no limits. I've definitely seen that. You know, but yeah. but I will tell them you're wrong and you are wrong, and I will. That doesn't mean I don't love them. That doesn't mean that I won't support them. That doesn't mean that I'm not there for them. But I will boldly say you are wrong. And and that to me is so important, you know, in, in being a parent because you're having to guide them, and they're deaf. You know, your kids are not perfect by any means and so ultimately you're trying to I mean you give them freedom of course and there's free will but you ultimately want to kind of show them the way and so the fact that you're not afraid to do that to me is pretty amazing mm -hmm. so tell me about like being raised by your mom because like your mom you know I knew her and she was just great and, <laughs> and uh, you know had a great sense of humor and like I didn't always follow exactly what she was saying but you know, I always knew that, like, she had, like, the best intentions and stuff. And so tell me, because you are probably one of the most strongest women, like, top three that I know in real oh, life. wow. What a yeah. compliment. Yeah. And so uh, you might be number one. I haven't actually done a list. I'm doing this real quick math right now. You might be number one. I'll get back to you. But, I mean, how do you become that? Like, you know, and I'm sure it has to start with being, you know, the other women in your life. Well... Yeah, she had a great part of it because, of course, she's my mom, and we spent countless hours living next to her, you know. Um, we spent a lot of time together, and we, and we had the same belief. We shared the same belief, you know, spiritually, religiously, uh, biblically, you named it. We had the same belief, and that's one of the privileges that I have versus my sisters. They don't have that privilege, and I did, and I do. Um, and but, that's because your sisters practice a different religion. Yes, yeah. my all my four sisters they're they're Mormons and their their beliefs are just totally different than mine, mm -hmm. and and I refuse to speak of religious beliefs with them, but we will speak of our experiences with the Holy Spirit or of what course. we felt God prompt us to do this. But basically. I am the woman I am today because of my faith in God. Mm -hmm. God has made me uh, the person that I am today because he is superior. And everything I go through or my issues or my problems, I run to him. Even with my children, I tell him, God, my children are yours before they're mine. You gave them to me to... Mm -hmm. you know instruct them in this world and raise them but i cannot prevent them from doing this this and that and they're doing it so when you take over that's your problem yeah <laughs> you're even direct with I god do. i am because the bible teaches <laughs> I me love it. the bible teaches me that I, I serve a god that is not a liar nor a son of a liar so therefore with that i say okay you know, you say what we pray in your name. You should receive. If your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you will receive. And my faith is, and I think you personally know that my faith is great. Yes. So I expect and I demand God to hear my prayer and see me through. Mm -hmm. I fall short every day. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. Oh, you know. And so and I tell him, I fall short, you know, every day. But I'm not king and I'm not God and I'm not... 
you know, and forgive me. That's all I can do. And I try to do the best as, as a child of God, as a mother, as a mother-in-law, as a grandma, as a wife, as an aunt, as a friend, as a neighbor. You know, I try. Yeah, you really do. You know, but uh, I'm not always successful, but I try. That's all I can do. Right. No, I think you, you are selling yourself short because, I mean, you're just so you make time for everybody that's important to you and and i think that's amazing especially with running a business you're also watching my kid Mm -hmm. like 40 hours a week pretty much Mm -hmm. and so how do you do that you know because it's like i get worn out how do you Mm -hmm. manage to have that kind of energy to also make a delicious dinner and check up on people and go hang out with your neighbors down the street and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. how how do you do that well i think Again, I'm gonna have to, you know, give God the credit because He gives me that um, burning in my heart um, and the strength. You know, at 54, and I'll be 55 this year. I have found that I'm not as energetic and fast as I used to when I had my children. You know, I'm a little slower and I get exhausted. But I, you know, I also have a wonderful husband. He is all about saint as well. You know, he that is his part and joy. Same my kid, by the way. Yes, same as my, my beautiful grandbaby. And he protects him. And he is with it, with us all day long. He's constantly, you know, watching him and, and preparing the home or the, or the room uh, to be child safe. You know, he doesn't want nothing to happen to him in our time or in anybody's time, but especially our time. So he's a great support. So if I need a mop, I need a cook. I say, hey, babe, I need you. Oh, and he's always there, like he is right now, you know. Yes, absolutely. He, he will stop what he's doing to tend to, to my little baby, you know, while I'm doing whatever. But And plus, he saints a wonderful baby. Just give him a, I mean, mum, mum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope he makes your life easy because you yes. are definitely making ours easy by yeah. not having to pay for, for yes. daycare. And he's safe. Yeah. You know, we it's not always just about the money portion, but... Because God always provides, but um, his safety, you know, and and I am honored that you and Dell have full trust in us as you, because he's your little, your little, your little one that God gave you, and um, I'm really honored that that you have your full trust, and I know I do. You know, you don't constantly call me. Nope. How's it doing? Is it okay? Don't let him. You know, you know. Honestly, well, because earlier you was you were saying that you had a conversation with your sister about like is your kid just constantly on your mind all day? And I'm like, ooh, when I'm at work, my he's not like that's you know he's I mean not that he's totally gone, but I I can com- completely focus on something like I am not wondering right, and that's absolutely because he's in the hands of my mother-in-law and his mm-hmm. grandma. Like mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely I really wonder how well I'd be able to focus on work if you were with someone else. Well, that's, I'm happy because that's what I want. I want you and Dale to go to work and not have to worry about little Saint, you know, that he's taken care of and, you know, because it'd be hard, I think, to go to work mm-hmm. and have to be wondering if he's in the, in the daycare. Is, is another kid sick? Is he being mistreated? You know, right here. He doesn't get mistreated. I mean, no. he's a little prince here. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, ain't that the truth? Which might be, uh, I might have to do damage control later because of that, but no, I'm just kidding. But okay, so, okay, you have obviously lived a life where you have made the best of things and ultimately, you know, become a business owner and like just 
living your life how you want to live it. I mean, what advice would you have for people to kind of get to that point? Well, I think that, again, I'm going to refer back to my faith. I think that if we, if we read scriptures and we go uh, accordingly to what he, what Christ and what the apostles, what the Bible teaches, if we cling and and follow what is inst- instructed to us to do and what his promises are, I think that you're going to do good. Are you going to have a perfect life? That No. But, you know, again, you, you mentioned earlier my past you know the negative the the negative part Uh, you know i believe that that we can through god make anything negative anything bad that happened in your life to something positive and that's exactly what i did with my father being an alcoholic again he's a recovered alcoholic um what i did because i took everything that i learned growing up with an alcoholic and and shared it with other people, and shared how he changes life, transforms his life. Uh, yeah, totally. that's another thing I, I'd like to to uh, touch on that. The fact that your dad hasn't touched alcohol in how long? Well, about forty. I was thirteen years old at the time, and I'm fifty four. So you know, we can do the math there. Right. And, and you know, even now, I question him since you know I'm not against drinking. You know that I yeah that course. I consume alcohol beverages. I don't get intoxicated and especially drive yeah but um and i ask him now that i'm an adult a woman you know we have a lot of adult conversations i have a really tight bond with him probably more than mother sisters because <clears throat> you name it we talk about it right i love it and and i ask him dad i says papi I go, did you not sh- shake that you needed that beer he says no and that cigarette because he would smoke cigarettes i mean one after another. Actually, that was one of my chores. You know, back in the day, they used tobacco. So he would buy a can of tobacco, and he bought me a little device that you put the paper in, you put your tobacco, and, and there was the a cigarettes. little lever, yeah, and there shut the you wow. know the cigarette. So we had an empty canister of uh, the tobacco, and I put all his cigarettes in there that I made him. So as soon as it was low, and I would make sure it was filled. That, oh, my that was, goodness. Yeah. I, and I think about it, wow, what if I went to school and they say, let's talk about chores. Yeah, I'll make cigarettes for my father. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is inter- that, that's very yeah. interesting. But in a weird way, it's very loving. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was your yeah. way to show him you yeah. loved him and cared about him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he quit smoking and drinking from one day to the next. He's eight, he'll be 84 this year. And he has not touched alcohol since his early 40s, mid-40s. Yeah. From one day to the next, he didn't go to no counseling, no AA meetings, nothing. You know, God did a miracle on him. Mm-hmm. He quit. He goes, from here on in, I'm no longer going to touch alcohol or smoke cigarettes. He says a scent of either one of them used to make his stomach queasy. He, it doesn't affect him anywhere for right. anymore. right. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's definitely one of the many examples of actual miracles that have happened in your family. Mm -hmm. And so I just really wanted to have you on here because you're such an amazing example to me uh, as a mother, um, you know, Mother's Day special. But I mean, especially like as a woman, like business owner, just kind of doing your thing and taking Mm -hmm. care of others and that kind of thing. And so just thank you so much. And I love you. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, when we're done, I want to take another shot. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>